0: it's wake up with KC and you know how much i love to talk about the arts in many form of arts and i have a special guest that's joining us today that in this form of art it's theater it's drama it's acting and even in film and during everything that's been going on he shares some insight and how he has evolved and adjusted and adapted to the chaos with the pandemic, and shares how he was inspired and what sparked his passion in these arts. So please welcome Mark Morales. Mark, welcome. Hi. Thank it's you. It's a lovely day where you? you're at.
1: It is a lovely day. It's
0: early awesome. and it's
1: beautiful. Awesome. Good. How's Florida?
0: oh it's uh it's been raining here and there it comes and then it goes and then it comes back and then it goes and it's you know constant this is south florida the hurricane it's season it's florida Hello. there
1: it is there you go <laughs> awesome mark
0: i was inspired by your your story and, and with us talking and how you got involved in the arts and you know with theater drama even in acting and filming it the whole world changed in you know this pandemic and one when did you discover your passion in 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 this form of art and then how did you adjust even during this pandemic
1: so one how did i start how did i find my passion just when i was when i was a kid when i was little when i was a child yes i really i liked music first I, mean, I actually thought about it. Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed music, so I, I loved singing. And my parents would have like just all these, you know, great, I'm going to call them old records now, but you know, like The Fifth Dimension and, you know, The Rolling Stones before, you know, when they were still like in their thirties, <laughs> you know, when they were singing like Jumping Jack Flash and things like that. So they had all these great albums and so I'd sit there and take them all, like Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Then I'd just take them all in my room they'd be like, where do our albums go? And I'm like, oh, I have them. So I would just sit there and just start singing those. And that's how I got into it. And then all of a sudden, like my dad introduced me to, was it West Side Story who was on TV one day? And he was like, you need to watch this. And I'm like, oh, they sing and they act. What a great combination. I didn't know that could happen. Then, you know, from there, I'm like, then my dad's like, you know, there are other, you know, it's called a musical. So it's like, okay. So then I opened up that and I'm like, oh, let's look what other musicals are there. And back, you know, when I was growing up, in New York, musicals were like, it, and they still are, you know, a huge, huge thing. Theater's a big thing. Broadway, the whole nine yards. So they would have commercials on TV. So like for Annie, you would get like an Annie commercial or a Vita. You know, you, you would see commercials for Vita or Pippin or things like that. So I was being exposed that way too. So I'm like, oh my God, this is great. So I guess it all started from there. It just it just started to snowball. You know, it was music, then it was, it was singing, and then into acting, and then you figure... Well, they dance too, so you know, you gotta become this triple threat. So you start, you know, dabbling in a little bit of everything and putting it all together. And then for me it was just I guess (laughs) the final I guess the the final product was I went through all of this and I wanna write. I'd rather write and direct than, you know, act or this or that. But you know, it was all of that that led it that, that led me to decide that I wanted to be a writer and a director. Yeah, so I had all that background first. It's like, let's try this, let's try this. And I was digging it all. And you know? I was digging the acting, I was digging the singing. But, you know, the passion, it just felt what was with the writing. That's what I wanted to do more. You know, some people were like getting ready to go on tours. It's like, oh, you know, I have to go on an audition. And, you know, I got to get my next gig. And I was like, I'm not going to go on an audition today. I'm going to sit home and write this idea in my head. So, you know, I read just started choosing it's like you know i can go on an audition get some money and eat i want me to sit at home and you know work on this idea in my head and not eat so i was yeah i became the writer That's wow i don't know if i answered one of your questions i don't know what was your second question i'm so sorry
0: <laughs> well then all right oh it was
1: covid that's what you were asking
0: yes um, the covid so
1: Writing is, I I think it's a solitary thing anyway. I know that a lot of people like to go out and write in like at Starbucks or a bar. And I I remember when I was bartending, there used to be this person, she would come in all the time for like a couple of months and just sit at like this side bar table and take out her book and just start writing. And other people are like, why why does she come in? I'm like, like, why is she in here? Honestly, I said, because she's probably researching every one of us and she's writing down everything we're saying. You know so you know some people do it that way but for me it's like I'd rather be in my house and locked up and you know writing that way so when COVID came it was like oh this really sucks but you know for, as a writer it was like nothing's really changed I'm still stuck inside I mean the only downside was we were we were supposed to go do a movie and um, we ended up getting sidetracked by COVID so which was a good thing because I knew nothing about making film I have no idea and because of the COVID, here you go this is how we evolved how i evolved you know i had time to research you know how to make a movie what would i need this and that and i spoke to people and i made some connections over the phone and then i wrote something else really small and i got a small crew together at the house and we shot that and you know all of a sudden it's like i had no knowledge of film but now i have some knowledge so now that we're going to go do the go um shoot the movie in january now at least I feel a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more confident. So, I guess thank you, COVID, for <laughs> that extra year to um, you know work on myself and my skill. So well, yeah, would you know.
0: agree, Mark? That you know I I believe that COVID was an opportunity for us to you know pause, slow down, rethink things, reevaluate you know where your life is. And what it is that you want to do in your future, and uh, it was like a, a, a timeout kind of opportunity that's exactly you know, what for it is. everybody,
1: yeah. I mean, you could sit there, I mean, a lot of people, you know, it sucked, but a lot of people just all they did the entire time was complain, oh my god, this and that. And I don't have children, so but I'm gonna rant this out anyway because it just pissed me off so much. I understand that the you know. You know, the, the kids who were graduating at the time couldn't go have a prom. But, to, you know, don't harp on it for the kid. Don't sit there going, yeah, we had a prom and now my poor kid can't have a prom and blah, blah. Just, you know, do something else. Help that kid out. Just, you know, don't keep adding the weight. of Yeah, it's terrible, it really sucks. It's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. You know, I, I, yeah, just look, there's always good. There's always good in something. I don't know, that's the way I feel. Maybe I'm naive, but I just, you know, yes, there's, there's, there's negativity, but you know, like you said, there's gonna be something positive about it too. You know, you can sit there and just bitch and moan like this is terrible, this is uh, I can't go outside. I went outside, you know. I walked around the neighborhood. Yeah, I, I went for runs and stuff like that. You know, it, yeah, like you said, it was a great moment to really be with yourself or your significant other and find out, you know, who you guys are. You know, you weren't running, stuck with each other. So that was it. Yeah.
0: Well. I noticed, you know, because living in Florida, when we were in a shutdown, I saw bike sales go up. I've never seen so many people on bicycles or fishing Mm -hmm. as much as I did during the pandemic. And I was like, wow! I feel like it was an opportunity to reconnect with family, immediate family, because we get so busy and so programmed, running around like robots. Yep. That we forget about quality time with our kids.
1: You had time to smell the roses.
0: There's always yeah. busy. I mean, I'm a mom and I noticed some other parents that you know it's you know uh soccer practice, football practice, dance and all this. They're right. always busy but never taking the time to take a break from all of that and just enjoy the present moment with your kids. It could be going on a bicycle going fishing you know camping right outside your front yard mm-hmm. looking at the stars and you know just enjoy that little sigh you Absolutely. know and it, it, i i was just like wow <laughs> you know and like all the negativity and complaining and i'm like we're just you know like attracts like Negative
1: attracts negative. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of energy. Someone once told me, it's like it takes a lot of energy to be negative and to be angry. It's like, you know, it, it's work. And I'm like, really? And then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, it is true. Because when I get mad, you know, sometimes I keep myself going for no apparent reason. I'm like, and that takes a lot. I could be doing other things with my time than being angry. You know?
0: I know. It does take more. And then you're just, yeah. it's like, I mean... I limit myself on my news because there's so much negative energy Mm -hmm. and that to me is like that's a cancer right you're spreading with negativity
1: but then there are people who have nothing going on they're not doing anything with their lives and what are they doing they're feeding off of all that negativity and then they're going out and then they're like spouting off what they heard on this news show from this person and now they're spreading negativity because they have nothing going on you know, find a life, find something that you love to do and stop worrying about some other people's bullshit. Pardon my French.
0: But, no, um, be
1: no, honest. That's, that's you really know? Talk. Just <laughs> find something. Everyone has, there's something. Just do it. Because if not, you're just going to be in other people's shit and you're going to just, uh, yeah. I'm so sorry.
0: No, no, that, no, no. no. I love me. this kind of conversation. But that's yeah. where I love the art. Because you could find joy uh, and it brings out good, positive vibes. Yeah, there might be a little drama, but that's called plots. Right. You know, there's majority of any kind of musical, any kind of movie, you know, even, you know, with music, there's always a, you know, majority of the time a happy ending. Yeah, right. you go through ups and downs. That's just like in life. Right. But we like the, to expect or anticipate you know uh a good result or a happy ending or something i think that right. gives us a spark of hope yeah it's Don't like
1: it's a carnival ride everyone likes a great roller coaster for that reason it's gonna take you up it's gonna take you down it's gonna make you crazy to me but at the end it's like it's all good it's let's do it again yeah, and then
0: it's like okay let's get off and go on the other one <laughs> right. i think it's the movie
1: the parenthood with steve martin and um that's what they, if they talk about. They're comparing life with the kids to a roller coaster. And I think at one point, you know, all hell's breaking loose, and Steve Martin's like, and he just takes a minute and he hears the roller coaster and he just starts to smile. And he's like, I get it now. It's, this is all good. You know, all hell's breaking loose, but it's the family, and I'm in a good place. And yeah, I could be mad, but no, nah, I'm just going to, this is, this is what it's about. Yeah. Oh, Mary's Steam version's in it too. You got to give her credit. Oh, I yeah. think Diane Diane Weiss isn't it too.
0: Diane it's Diane
1: he, Keaton. Diane Keaton. It's Diane Weiss or Diane Keaton? Diane
0: Keaton. She's one of my favorites.
1: Which one's Diane? Wait, Diane Keaton's um the
0: blonde. She's the mom. She played the mom, the wife, uh, with Stephen Martin. Steve Martin. Okay. I'm almost positive.
1: I'm gonna Google.
0: You gotta get the phone out. I oh, can't. So funny. I'd have
1: to. So wait. Like, okay. So Christie we'll always
0: me. wears these particular glasses that I love, and I it just so. Parenthood
1: cast. Hold on. Okay. So. Oh. Oh, was it a TV show too? Ah. Uh, oh yeah. It was a TV show too. But hold on. Okay, here you go. Wow. Keanu Reeves was in this too. Wow, Martha Plimpton, Diane Weiss, Mary version. There's no Diane Keaton.
0: Are, are you sure? I'm almost was Steve perfect. Martin?
1: I think Steve Martin was, yeah. No, he's here, but Diane Weiss.
0: Let me see, hold up. Now i got to find it myself now. Maybe she's played in the other movie that I'm thinking of.
1: Diane Keaton. Well, Diane Keaton was in Young Frankenstein. I think Diane Keaton played Phoebe's mom, wasn't it? Uh, Images of Diane. I Keaton? know she played in. Images of Diane. Keaton. Oh, Diane Keaton. Is um she was one of the um. Oh, First Wives Club. She played in the First Wives Club,
0: but then she also played in. Uh... Oh,
1: she's um Diane Keaton. She's um uh Annie Hall. And the Godfather.
0: Oh, what? Uh. Oh, my God. I could see her in the movie. And it's comical with some a little bit drama. Oh, my God. And there's kids involved. I could have sworn it was her and Steve Martin in it.
1: Oh, you're right. She's in, um. oh, it's not the parenthood she's in that one with all the kids and they there's like there are two of them i oh forgot what God, it's I called remember i think i see it in my
0: mind's eye and i'm like yeah that was funny Hold she on. was funny
1: diane keaton steve martin movie and it's called oh father of the bride
0: father of the bride
1: is she in front of the bride yes yes
0: that there was with steve martin wasn't it not
1: yes there with steve that's Martin's. the movie i was that's talking
0: about the not parenthood go. but father of the bride
1: yep there it is
0: so i had the movies mixed up
1: you had them mixed up but it's okay <laughs> there you go because
0: i loved her with her glasses
1: diane keaton that's right oh i just unplugged hold on uh-oh okay i lost you for a second i unplugged okay
0: there you go so yeah it's just been and then you know film production stopped you know and everybody was streaming now that's the newest thing it's streaming right even with movies you don't have to go to a movie theater you can (laughs) everything is changing and evolving so quickly that if you're not ready For that change, you're pretty much screwing yourself right now.
1: Ferris said, life moves pretty fast. (laughs) You're going to get left behind, you know.
0: And I'm always looking at the technology because I have to update my skills, especially with editing production myself, you know, between audio and video. So it's like you got to keep up with the technology. If you don't, you're you're going to become Think, and then you're going to be in a fight it's going to cost you financially
1: would you absolutely. agree absolutely um it's the same thing with writing <laughs> you know you, you'll you become a dinosaur if you don't just keep up and i i find myself when um for it's our, our film coming um that we're going to be doing in january 521 north main street just on the title alone i was calling my my, my, my nephews and my nieces and my cousin and asking her kids because they, you know, they're like 12 years old, you know, 11 years old, you know, what name sounds better to you? You know, what would you go see without knowing what it's about? And you know, I have to go through these and, you know, they were like asking their friends and they were coming back to going, okay, Uncle Mark, this, this, and then and I'm like, okay, okay. And one day I just looked, and I'm like, I cannot believe I'm calling you like teens to find out what I should write, you know, how I should write the, what I could say or, you know, what, what, what's some cool slang that they use or things like that And you know, so yeah because if i don't no one's going to get it because my core audience right now it's like 13 year olds i'm writing a horror movie it's got to be for 13 year olds i'm 50. i know you know when i was growing up you know back in the 70s and the 80s you know friday the 13th was it you know, was a big thing nightmare on elm street all those great movies were coming out halloween after, halloween absolutely and i'm thinking how old was i and I'm How like, Halloween,
0: you know, I was
1: like eight years old when Halloween came out. And then Friday, you know, I was like 10, this, that. So I'm like, you know, that's it. I got to find that core audience and find out, you know, what they're into and what they're talking about and what they sound like. So or else I'll become a dinosaur and <laughs> won't make any money. And that'll be it for writing.
0: Well, let me ask you something. Since you talk about horror stuff, would, cause I'm all about energy. You, you talked about negative energy more, but do you think there is a connection with the negative energy with horror movies? It.
1: D- I don't, I'm not then i am not then I don't, then I think I'm stuck with saying, oh, rock music causes this. I'm gonna sound like, you know, there's people from the 1980s. <laughs>
0: but you it's what you're I think
1: there's certain movie there's certain horror every you know, horror is big you know to say horror there's just there's so many genres of horror.
0: Right.
1: I lean more towards you know your serial like Jason and stuff like that and supernatural stuff like the Amityville horror. I like things like that. I'm not into Rob Zombie type of horror film, things like that. And yeah, and and um, who else? Who else does stuff like that? it's like no stephen king's wonderful that's that's just great but as far as you know i don't like violent stuff like hostile i won't go see hostile i don't want to see people being tortured or that and maybe i guess i could say you know stuff that's that violent maybe that can if you're already like waterlining kind of crazy and you see stuff like that maybe that could put you over the top you know possibly but you know but in general i i don't think that horror films are going to add to that insanity you know i think you can turn on the television and watch the news or you know watch some of these idiots you know politicians that are out there and that that'll fuel your insanity yeah I mean, <laughs> right there
0: wait but
1: you saying the you part. should go here how many times this you know
0: friday the 13th has been like relived and even halloween you know, been relived. I'm like, you know, they, they they you got him at the end of the movie, but then you gotta resurrect him. How many times? I mean, come on, let the, the, the that shit fucking die for once. You know? <laughs> stop reliving it. <laughs> you
1: know what it is? It's cool to re- I I I like to relive it. I just think you gotta come up with a better idea. You know that, that's it. You know you're having all these opportunities. Just stop rehashing the same thing. Come up with something new. But what's great that you brought up Friday the Thirteenth is two people own kind of that property. Somebody owns Friday the Thirteenth the name, and then somebody else owns Jason. That's why you have movies that are like Friday the Thirteenth, and you have some that are just called like Jason X and stuff like that because there's two different companies making Friday the Thirteenth Jason movies.
0: So yeah, wow. there you
1: go. Useless piece of information. So there you go.
0: The one thing I thought was horror was Jaws when I first saw that. Jaws is horror. Jaws is perfectly horrible. But it made a big, huge blockbuster. That is incredible. The shark was broken. Majority of the movie, they went way over budget. But the one thing was the music that made it a big hit. Yeah, and it was,
1: you're left to your imagination. That was Mm -hmm. it too. You know, once your imagination goes, you can come up with some insane shit. You just anyone can. That's why people are afraid of the dark, you know, because your imagination just takes over and it just starts to run. And yeah, and mine can do some really, come up with some really great stuff that even at 50, I'll sit there and go, I'm I'm scared. I'm a little bit nervous right now. Sometimes I'll write things late at night and then I'll stop and go, it's time for bed. And I'm like, oh, I think I should wait an hour or two because I'm pretty shook right now, you know.
0: How do you, I mean, I I couldn't do it. I know, I I just, mm -mm. I'd rather, you know, a little action, a little drama, but then positive. Like, cause we all experience traumas in our life. It's just what we do to overcome that trauma and not have that victim mentality. And it makes you, it's just an experience that we have in life to learn from would you agree
1: absolutely yeah everything is a learning experience no matter how good or how bad it's all learning experiences like some people are like oh i regret this i regret that and that's cool you can regret someone once asked me when i'm like i honestly i don't think i regret anything yet you know or, or wanted to change anything because like i said no matter how bad or good it was it was that learning experience
0: and where you were at in in the phase and the season in your life you know right. we all go through seasons we all go through transitions and yep. even you know transformation but i'm also i also talk about you know the limited beliefs the mental programming even the emotional energetic traumas we stay stuck mm-hmm. and while everything else is evolving and changing you stay stuck because you reality is created by your beliefs and your perception.
1: i believe that 100 percent. yeah you don't know what you can do you don't know. They always say like, you know, when you go on a race, like someone drives a race car, it's like, you know, push the race car. You don't know what it can do, let's let's open it up. That's the same thing with you. You know, I think, you know, in a way we can call ourselves, we're like machines. So we don't know what we could really do. And that's why, you know, it's good to have other people around you sometimes because they'll, they'll push you. You know, if you just leave it up to yourself, you're just gonna, you know, always have those barriers up. It's like, well, I don't like doing this or I don't think I could do that because I tried it once and it didn't work. You know, like some, it's really good because, you know, with my girlfriend, Jen, she will like, oh, I don't like that movie. I saw it, I didn't like it. I'm like, well, when did, my question is, when did you see that movie? And you're like, oh, five years ago. I'm like, well, what was going on in your life five years ago? You know, what was going on in the day when you sat down and watched that movie? and then you, know, you sit down, you watch it again, it's like, oh, it's a whole different movie. It's like, yeah, because you were focused on it now. I don't know if that made any sense. but No, no, yeah. it does
0: make sense. You know,
1: sometimes you're just not in the right space and, you know, things seem shitty. But, I
0: don't know. There's some movies that I'll continue to watch and they're more comical. They make right. me laugh. Right. And laughter to me is the greatest medicine and a healing element that we all like that's what i use like if i had a bad day change that i go and watch something carol burnett with tim conway i'll go watch a video clip my favorite one that makes me still laugh like even thinking about it i want to laugh was when he was the dentist Mm -hmm. and uh that is the most funniest thing i'll go watch it every now and then i'll pull it up just so i can get a good laugh and then i'm starting to cry and tear laughing every time i watch it it's <laughs> it's like a friend it's too like, it's comforting oh i got it's a dental appointment tomorrow huh maybe i should watch this again so it doesn't you know
1: absolutely it's just it is it's like comfort food <laughs> sometimes like like some, I'll, I'll let the office Run. I've seen The Office how many times? I can't even tell you. But I'll let it run in the background because it's just comforting. It's like a friend there and I'll just work. Or what's my big thing now? I've been watching this stuff over and over again from the 1980s. It's a great movie. It's a Larry Cohen film. But um, I just keep watching. It's a horror movie, but I'll watch it over. It's about yogurt yogurt that <laughs> kills people. It's ridiculous. But um, who's it? Michael Mariartis. And it's a great actor. And I just keep watching him over, you no, know, just to hear his voice. So I'm sitting there doing work and, I, but he kills me, he kills him. I'm like, I'm like, it's just so wonderful to just listen to him over and over again. His little dumb lines that he throws in here and there. I'm like, it's just great. It's my, it's, right now it's my newest thing. Before I was watching, what was I watching for a long time over and over again? Troll 2. No, not Troll 2. It was um, The Ghoulies 2. I was just into that. That was always playing, but now it's the stuff. So, yeah, it's because it's very comforting. It's like, okay, just leave it on. And it's, haha, that's a funny thing to say. It's like almost like being at a party and you're not talking, but you're listening to everyone else's conversation and like you're getting mm-hmm. bits and pieces. It just feels good. It's like you're in the womb. No one's going to, you know, it's safe here.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you something else, Mark. Now, being intuitive and, you know, even like back in the 80s, you know, when like, um star wars first came out Mm -hmm. then sci-fi and then e.t and and there are certain other movies that came out but there were also like it happened then but then now you see it manifest and it comes to actually real life like you're seeing like wait a minute I saw that but it was in a movie and it's now you know coming to like actual real life instead of seeing it in a movie theater you're actually seeing it in day to day life right. in, in some of the movies and to me it's like a almost like a prophetic like you're getting a prophetic sign and these writers that create the story in the manuscript had the idea up in here and then it's like 10 20 years later it's actually become like a life form of it, it's like amazing right. to me how i see and recognize those things and would you say there's some truth in, in, in that
1: absolutely i think anything is everything comes from somewhere everything's based on some sort of reality you know then we take it and then we like you know skew it a little bit so it's like all right we'll take politics and let's make a movie about politics about you know this person hates this you know these people hate these people and they're gonna fight and this and that and what are we gonna do that's different we're gonna throw it in space so we'll call it star wars you know but when you break it on down it's just it's you know it's your basic you know, like you know good against evil politicians against body you got the rebels and the empire it's just politics you know so yeah there's always like I feel it's always based in some sort of reality and then it's like you've got to change it up a little bit to confuse the people so they'll watch it you know I always say it's like you know taking something that's like taking a piece of broccoli no one wants to eat it but I'm like but if you disguise it as chocolate cake someone's gonna eat it because everyone loves chocolate cake so you know you just take what you know disguise it a little bit and just reserve it to the people <laughs> and they're just like Oh, this is amazing! There's a shark in it. Yeah, but if you break it down, what's Jaws really about? It's you know, things that we all go through. It's fear and this and that. It's just my opinion. I don't know.
0: No, that's that's. Thank you for sharing. And then, you know, now what do you see? You know, in, in your goals and in your future of upcoming projects.
1: Oh, this, like I said, this is our first movie. I never made a movie before. So my goal is just to, <laughs> to get this one out first. Hopefully everything syncs up, you know, when people move their mouths, there's sound coming out. That, that's my main goal for this one. Then after that, if we're fortunate enough to make another one, I guess I'd want to make at least two or three more films. Then I'd be kind of cool with everything.
0: Is but... it going to be a short film or a feature film?
1: Our film that we're making, um, uh, 521 North Main Street, it's a feature horror film. Yeah, it's big. Uh, it's it's based on the Clown Motel, which is a real place in Tonopah, Nevada. And um, But we didn't call ours the Clown Motel because if you go on Amazon Prime, there are probably like five or six movies called the Clown Motel, which all take place at the Clown Motel in Tonopah, Nevada. So we took the address of the place. But yeah, it's a full feature, and we're shooting it. We're not, we're not even going to go to Nevada anymore because our project is a little bit too big special effects-wise, and we would have made a mess, and we need just a little bit more space, so we're building the motel on a set in San Antonio. Wow. Wow, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go there, shoot the exterior, and then we're just going to come here and kind of make our own inside of it because if you go online, you'll see that everything at the clown motel... It's all outdoors. There's no, you know, besides the lobby, there's no, there are no hallways or anything like that. So our special effects guy was like, you know, he was drawing pictures. He was like, we could do this. <laughs> and he was selling me on it. And I finally, I was just like, I'm sold. I'm sold. He's like, we can do so many things, Mark. He's like, we, he's like, hallways are great because they're always scary. He goes, and then things can come out of walls. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then another thing was, you know, you, you had to control the environment. He's like, He's like, he's like, we would go there. He's like, if we went there, he goes, he goes, Mark, he's like, let's break down some of these effects. He's like, this effect right here is like $5,000. It, it, it would cost to do this one effect. He's like, so if we're over there, he goes, we can't control the environment. He's like, what if someone messes up that shot? He's like, that's $5,000 out the window. He goes, you have $5,000? I go, I don't have $5,000 to blow like that. And I'm like, you're making a great point. So, you know, we're taking it here and we're going to try to control it as much as we can. Well, and it's that's, also good for COVID, too, because we control our environment. We have our own studio. So right. we control who comes in and who goes out. We're kind of creating our own little bubble, I guess. Yeah.
0: Wow. And you said you started writing this one. And what was the inspiration for this to lead to a movie?
1: This one I wrote, started writing about four or five years ago. Maybe more and I only wrote it I have it you know I started off in theater I ran a theater company called Edge of Insanity back in New York and we worked under Horse Trade Theater Group which is on East 4th Street in downtown Manhattan and it's run by Era Ziv. It's an amazing person and we were a resident company so basically what we did was we worked things out in trade so we would get stage time and in return we would help build things and we would you know, work the box office or we would work in the office and, you know, help with the typing and, you know, help, you know, keep, maintain the theater. So I wrote play after play after play and, you know, I got published. that was pretty fortunate. But I loved film and I never wrote a movie. So I had moved to California and I moved back to New York and then we were thinking about coming to Texas. So we decided to move to New Jersey to save some money and then come out to to Texas. And that's where, you know, I was sitting home. I had all this free time back then. And I'm like, I wonder if I could write a movie. So I'm like, okay, let's try. Then I'm like, well, what am I gonna write about? And I'm like, what do I like? And I'm like, I love horror movies. So I'm like, all right, let's write something about horror. And that's when I said I'm like, I need a place to write about. Then I started doing all this research about where to write about, and then I came across the Clown Motel in a like all these reviews of motels. And I'm like, oh, this looks kind of cool and creepy. And just to see if I could do it, I just started writing it. And then I rewrote it and rewrote it. And then it took on its own life. And then we moved to Texas. And honestly, you know, my girlfriend went to work. She works at a real estate company. She came home. And the owner of the company knows that I, that I write. But she came home and she was like, Bill wants to know, do you write movies? And she's like, and I told him you have that one screenplay. And honestly, it was right from there that it all exploded. You know, I showed him the screenplay. I put together a reading. I gathered some actors together, and we read it for him. And he was like, "I like this." Uh, And he had never made a movie before, but you know, he was willing to take that chance. He thought it was fun. He looks at it as his side project. (laughs) So I was like, "Okay, let's do this." You know, someone's giving you an opportunity. Let's see if we can how far we can take it. And here he is
0: so you was there intuition in in this because to me it's like you set yourself up for divine timing for the synchronicities to come to you to get you to that next step of what you created if you wanted to do movies you wanted to write up your own movie and it was just one you thought you felt and then you took a little action you started writing Granted, it took it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like going through a McDonald's drive-thru and bam, there you go. Right. But you stayed persistent, focused. Whenever you could, you 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 started writing and then it just led to one thing to another to another and voila. Now you're actually starting that next phase right. to where you get the end result because you saw the vision, you saw you used your imagination, your thought process creating the energy to go with it it was like it's already done now you're going to step a to get to step z to get that manifest physical result would you agree right exactly it's
1: like a relationship you know you start dating someone and like oh, one week goes by, oh, we're still together. Two weeks go by, three weeks, five months, six months. Like well, maybe we should move in together, take the next step, and then all of a sudden, like maybe we should get married, take the next step, and then have a family, take the next step. So it's the same thing, and I look at it as writing. You know, you get this impulse. It's like oh, something's telling. It's like the way I say it, it's like someone's tapping me on the shoulder. It's like hey, I got this idea, because it's yourself, and then all of a sudden, like I try to ignore that idea, then the next day it's like the, the tapping's getting harder. It's like hey this idea, cause, and then finally you put pen, I put pen to paper and go, oh, let's let's see. And I start writing it out and then the next day I'll, you know, I'll write a little bit more, write a little bit more, and next thing you know, it's like maybe four or five months down the line, it's like, okay, I'm still writing the same thing. I guess I really like this and let's stick with this. And then there are other things you start writing and after a month, it, everything just dries up and it's like, okay, I guess that relationship didn't work. Put it away. But this one is working, so I'm going to stick with this. It's kind of like you hear voices. (laughs) It's like, keep writing, write this, and they should say this, and this character should do this. Keep writing, keep writing. That's how it works for me. And sounds kind of insane, but yeah. Wow.
0: So it's just like, and that's how you evolved and transformed your life. And even though there is other elements are little I want to say like milestones because Mm -hmm. of music then you got into musicals and right but deep down it was film 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 Mm -hmm. but those little things were stepping stones for you learning experiences to learn all aspects to get you prepared and ready for what you're about to your next endeavor right, and all, it's all part of the pieces to the puzzle to the yeah. masterpiece of your absolutely. life
1: absolutely they're all elements they're all like they're pixels in a huge screen you know and they all fit together and they create this wonderful picture in the end yeah that's exactly it and you know they they're still relevant you know music when i write you know sometimes i'll listen to music for hours and hours and hours and when i wrote um, the little web series that we were working on during COVID uh, it's called It's Crazy Out There all I'd listened to was Prince New Power Generation mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Duran Duran and Arcadia which is basically Duran Duran's next step was the next band was Arcadia but that's all I was listening to day after day after day after day after day after day and that that's what fueled me and so I'd write scenes and I'd be like woo you know sexy motherfucker, and then, you know, that's what I was <laughs> all influenced by. You know, and well, all my you know beats and my do. rhythms, I'm like, it's all it's all prints, it's all print, that's, yeah, so.
0: Wow, I've been listening to Feel, Feeling Good on Michael Buble all day long.
1: <laughs> nice, yeah, see? It.
0: Because it creates that it's connecting in every music, no because we have chakras mm-hmm. each chakra has a note so when you're listening to music certain music it resonates with your chakras to keep your chakras going and moving and sometimes right. certain music does have an effect on your chakras
1: right exactly. <laughs> so i'd
0: rather have that feel good listening to the music to where it gets my chakras motivating, pumping, moving, circulating, and then it, it helps my whole energy.
1: Absolutely. And right I'm
0: all yeah. about that.
1: Right on, man, it's hitting the right buttons. It's like, oh, this feels good, that feels great. Awesome, yeah.
0: And then every now and then you gotta listen to Let's Get It On from Marvin Gaye, and to that Marvin gets you Gay. gonna move too.
1: <laughs> there you go, absolutely.
0: Or Freaky you with You from Silk. I, I love that song. <laughs> Isn't Especially if I'm, like? you know, want to get my little freak on. I just listen to that music because yeah. that's, that's what I, I resonate with.
1: Yeah, my girlfriend likes, what's her big thing? It's like, what was that? Freaks of the Industry by um, the Digital Underground with the Freaks of the Industry. <laughs> I didn't even know that song existed. And she was Neither like, did oh, I.
0: Now. This is the first I'm hearing about it. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, it's so better than the Humpty Dance. It's like, and it's like, ooh, yeah. So, yeah, Google, and not Google, yeah, go to... Um, itunes and get freaks of the industry by digital underground
0: and there's oh my god there's another one uh oh my god what is it oh my god i can't even think of their name i see their faces ah and it's one of my favorite bands oh my god i have to look them up oh wait nickelback sex (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. When that I want to get so... a little, like, mm, like
0: yes, so... let's go now. Like, me be the goddess, and I want control. That's the song I listen to.
1: I would be frightened. <laughs> I would be frightened of that. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, no, I'm good. I thank you you got to wow.
0: listen to it. You got to listen to Nickelback side
1: It's so funny because you're like Nickelback. I, hear, I have a Nickelback story. It's true.
0: <clears throat> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> uh,
1: okay, here it is. I was um, working, I was in California. I was managing a restaurant on Sunset. And um, obviously all the beautiful people would sometimes have parties there. So there was a birthday party. I forgot who it was for, but some celebrity. Some by- and anyway, so Nickelback was there. Now, we <laughs> I was bartending. So we had a bar set up outside on the patio and there was a bar inside. But the bar on the patio, didn't have you know everything they wanted people to go into the inside bar so we just had a few items so I'm standing out there at this you know this bar and there are these two guys with these two girls and obviously they were some sort of celeb and they're like yeah I'll take this drink and I'm like oh you know what you got to go inside for that and they looked at me and then they like looked at each other and they looked at me again it's like you can't do that for us and I'm like no it's right there you can go in and get it yourself you know what and they looked at me, and they shook their, and they walked away. And somebody came over. They're like, "Dude, that was Nickelback." And I'm like, "I don't care. I really, I'm not impressed. I'm so sorry, but, but yeah, yeah, they got kind of mad. But John Lovitz was there, and I was very impressed. And there was somebody there from Greece too, that I was so impressed of also. So it's a little wow. things. But Nickelback was like, but just that at that time, you know their whole well if you didn't back, know like you, you would persona. not know
0: how to some of them don't like to be in like too crowded with the public but they want to be treated like a human being and-
1: oh they were looking for some rock star royalty treatment I'm like nah Michael Madsen oh, really? came in once yeah Michael Matson came in once and that was just like surreal you know Michael Madsen he's um Reservoir Dogs he's the one who cuts off the, the cop's ear he came in once and he would he looked like something off a Quentin Tarantino film I'm like, do you wear your own clothing on, on on set? And he was awesome. He just sat there and with his little little posse of people waiting for traffic to clear and drank shots of tequila. I'm like, wow, I'm like that is amazing. You know, yeah. Wow. He's just super cool. Kill Bill, everything. I'm like, you're just great
0: that's amazing Like
1: his persona on screen is the same off screen I was like oh. are you
0: serious he was so cool I
1: was like this is amazing <laughs> this is amazing he was, like, I'm he was like we're just gonna sit is it okay if we sit out here and just wait for the traffic to clear and have some drinks I'm like you can sit anywhere you want <laughs> anywhere man he's like thanks and they just said it was just great it was just it made you all warm and fuzzy it's like it's Michael Match out there Ooh. it was like hey. this warm fire roaring and you were just in the vicinity of it and you felt good
0: yeah. wow and some celebrities do bring out good vibes they're, they're just you hmm. know they're human beings they're human the only beings. Different, exactly, they're yeah. talented yeah. they're gifted they they busted their asses to get to where they are and they're just making a bigger paycheck than we are exactly, we could yeah. do the same thing if that's where our passion and everything is but i don't think they're like you know i put them on a pedestal or i worship and idol them i just like wow that's cool i'm glad you're doing what you love to do you know and you're an inspiration thank you
1: there you go exactly it
0: that's how i look at all celebrities really it's like wow it's nice to meet you i'm 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 honored that i had this opportunity and to be in this presence with you you know and just have a, a normal adult conversation and mm-hmm. intellectual conversation i try yeah. to pick for brains if i meet them I'm like what do you think about this <laughs> and just i think a lot of them would enjoy that would you agree that they just want to be like treated as normal as possible not somebody like oh my god you're you know it sort of freaks them out don't you think yeah
1: i think anyone would want yeah treat them. anyone normally yeah Absolutely, just you know, because they're characters on on screen and everything else. So, you going up to someone going, "Oh my God, in that movie!" And it's like you know, sometimes you even forget you did that movie, <laughs> and you're you're focusing something else now. But yeah, it's it's hard. Like I have gushed, I'm a gusher when it comes to certain people. I met Robert Duval once, and <gasps> he's I he's like, "Oh words, my God!" He's... Words wouldn't come out of my mouth. I I I, I, I that's all I got. I, I I I and he looked at me and he was like. Calm down calm down
0: that him. I, and
1: i said i love you and he was like thank you and i'm like that was ridiculous that was so stupid and yeah I'm like here i
0: love like, robert duvall Apocalypse he's like now, a the legend Godfather, lonesome dog everything and the days of thunder and yes he he plays the best cowboy i swear <laughs> he he's just a natural cowboy to me
1: I forgot he was in Days of Thunder. You're so funny.
0: Uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. There's certain celebrities that I I, I remember because there's something about them playing that character that just felt so real. And they played it so well. It just, Launton Dove was just woo, with him and um, it was Robert Duvall, I think. Tommy Lee Jones played it and there was somebody else that played in that part. And yeah, I cried a few times. See, you never know? Saw this,
1: I got to watch this now.
0: Oh, it's a series. It's a long series. My dad turned me on to that. Oh, okay. And uh, it, yeah, it, there it, it's an old like western cowboys and it, yeah, you got to watch it. It there's some there's a, some parts that you'll be like got me into tears a few times
1: so you like cowboys and marvin Gaye? Gotcha. oh yeah right on very cool
0: and i like my michael jackson too see my, eh,
1: i don't know if michael did it i don't know but actually honestly for me it's just like i don't know what he did i didn't watch the documentary or anything like that but
0: well in the music
1: i'm, I'm kind of when
0: come on Off Mark. you right know now. about mtv when mtv first came out and Absolutely. everything was music videos he was an artist
1: yeah, he was a Absolutely. visual
0: artist and he just took i think he got obsessive like you could take it to extremes the next you know i believe let's make the next one better than our mm-hmm. last one but i think it just it it was like he oh, An obsessive OCD to where it diminished, you know, that creativity because he was so. And now I'm seeing uh, another music artist. There, there are a boy band. There's Mm -hmm. seven of them called BTS. And let me tell you something. It's like Michael Jackson, and there's seven of them in that creative, visual art way with music choreography it, they just they're taking it to a whole nother level which is so creative when i'm seeing this and i'm like wow this is fascinating they're just taking the arts and music and visual and it, it you got to watch their videos they have one song dynamite and when you there's several versions of dynamite but every time you click on the song Mm-hmm. There are scenes constantly change in each. One. Like there could be four dynamite music videos, but every single one of them is different scenes, scenarios, prompts, and all of that. It's like mind blowing. I'm wow. like, how in the hell did you guys manage that?
1: BTS? Very creative. They're called BTS.
0: BTS.
1: All right, I'll check this out. Hmm.
0: They got nominated for a Billboard Billboard Award, didn't win. But they've had 12 million views on YouTube. I mean, phenomenal. These these guys just like really are so talented and creative. And it's just, they didn't know one one of them, as much as I do know and, and doing my research, at the beginning, one of them only spoke English. The others didn't, so they had to gradually learn. And they watched friends and that's how they learned english so that they've gotten better and better and their story of you know what they've been through being bullied you know and all that stuff and in overcoming and and the success Mm -hmm. that they have have today it's phenomenal that to me is like a transformational story like no other but they're their creativity and their visual arts and music is just, it, it, it's mind-boggling, fascinated to me. Don't them I have to give them props because they work hard. And when you see what they do, mm-hmm. it, it, it's mind-blowing. It really is.
1: I'm down. I'll watch them. BTS. There is,
0: wait until you see them, Mark. You're going to be like, holy shit. The um, James Gordon show, late night, mm-hmm. they performed Dynamite. Totally different. It's not the same. And how they got did it together on the late night show with uh, James Gordon, oh my God. I was like, how the hell did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> right, I all was right. just like, holy shit. I like, I'm the sold. I the like the same song. And I was like, oh my God. You guys keep changing. Same song, just different scenes. <laughs> I
1: gotta check this out now i'm sold
0: uh, i i i encourage you and then text me what you think when you do <laughs> this band is awesome <laughs> and they and then oh my god and then there's butter there is a few other songs but dynamite was the biggest hit here in america where are they from Um. Uh, that's a good question i want to say over parts of asia and that kind of area gotcha. i don't know the quite name because i never really pay attention i know that the asian asia area right but i never paid attention to actually where they're from because i'm so in awe with what they're doing i don't pay attention to you gotcha
1: <laughs> like i'm just here for the entertainment <laughs> I'm just here to check out the I get
0: lost in it because it's so freaking awesome what they do. It's it's totally I, I get in. How they do that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying throughout. The, I'm like how? Huh? What? Hey, what? Huh? Like you're just and yeah.
1: You're like, man, if they dressed up like cowboys and did some Marvin Gaye, this would be perfect
0: oh my god no they, they got oh they oh you just gotta watch some of my other videos because they got a disco um Bruno Mars almost kind of thing they have themes and if you pay attention you'll get it like disco themes to uh, another theme to another theme and it's it's all oh my god I just I, I yeah no words to describe it honestly but amazing that more than amazing
1: you use a lot of words to describe it you were yeah man wow you're sold on them
0: <laughs> i am i love the arts and and especially with music i'll i yeah
1: very cool
0: <laughs> well mark it was a pleasure having you on well, i wish awesome. you the best thank you so much huh? in the movie coming out in you know filming in january mm-hmm. um when it's done and it's getting ready to be released. I would love to have you back on so we could talk more about it
1: Absolutely, and promote awesome. Thank it.
0: Because yeah, I, man. I know I have friends that love horror movies and that's their thing. And me, I'm into other things besides that. I'll watch Criminal Minds every now and then, and you know, there goes
1: behind my... you, behind you. Yeah. I know
0: it's my. it i can't nail anything in the wall so every now and then it does unstuck itself or something but uh i would love to have you back on the show so we can talk more from maybe get a little trailer
1: scene of course absolutely yes so i can
0: share with my audience just so they can see it
1: right on absolutely yes
0: Well, let's keep in touch, Mark. I thank you so much for this (laughs) day and being able to have these kind of conversations with you. It's really nice.
1: Thank you. It was fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. You're very cool. (laughs) You're a very cool person.
0: Well, thank you. You're welcome. Wow, I really enjoyed that conversation with Mark, talking about horror, film. The arts, music, you never know who I'm going to have on my show. So you got to stay tuned with Wake Up With KC. Until then, make it a great day. Do you agree that, you know, it's time that we all... Wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know any better. Been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation.